0: Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another great show, only on the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, feel free to check out www.4iradio.com. Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling. 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 Spider, sense spider sense tells me not.
1: Some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> spider sense is trouble. My spider sense is tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider Man podcast where we dive into every Spider Man cartoon ever made. I'm Derek. And I'm Doug. And is your spider sense tingling? Yes, or is it an illusion? Ooh. To listen to this show, find us on dot and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit RevengeLover.com. And we'd like to just take a quick moment to thank our spectacular patrons, Bo, Carl, Eric, Katie, and Jason. Thank you. Thank you. And here we are again with the 1967 Spider-Man cartoon. So as usual... We've got a guest with us and it's a very special guest this time because we've got one from another of our rival podcasts who also <laughs> runs a Spider-Man <laughs> podcast. We've got Zach Joyner from the Spidey Dude Radio Network. How's it going, Zach?
0: Oh, it's going. It's going great. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And uh, yes, we are rivals. Uh, there is knife <laughs> fights that occur on Twitter and, you know, a pound of flesh is 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 payment for everybody constantly exactly
1: as there should should be (laughs) so obviously you have a spider-man podcast so like stupid question but what is your background with spider-man and also the 1967 spider-man cartoon
0: oh man okay Uh, strap in boys and girls it's gonna be a little bit of a long (laughs) spiel uh okay so i started with spider-man in 1995 um or actually 94 i'm sorry uh i started with reading the comics first and then the 1994 animated series came out so uh has a special place near and dear to my heart uh john semper thinks that he created me um (laughs) (laughs) but uh so I, i i've been reading the comics my entire life basically uh since i was six and I started podcasting with the Spider-Man crawl space podcast in all the way back in 2006.
1: Oh, wow. Um, Before podcasting was invented for like the majority of people (laughs) before they (laughs) even realized podcasting was a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: Just to put things into perspective, the show came out in August of 2006. We predated the announcement of the iPhone by five months.
1: Yep. Amazing. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the
0: release of the iPhone almost a year before. So you had to literally download it onto iTunes or whatever you were like your windows media player or whatever, and then da- put it on your iPod mm-hmm. or MP3 player. That's how long I've been podcasting. But in 2009, uh, I, I launched the show called clone Saga chronicles, the show all about uh, the Spider-Man clone saga and the clone saga related characters. So uh, did that. We just wrapped. uh, We took 10 or 11 years to cover the entirety of two years worth of stories. Uh, (laughs) But there was a lot of side quests that were added uh, in our original uh, from our original plan. Um, But I then launched the second set of shows, which was uh, Spectacular Radio, which I'll get back to in just a second. And Mayday Mondays. Uh, mayday Mondays is not available unless you find it on Spotify. For some reason it's still up on Spotify, but uh <laughs> the then uh 20 that was around 2014. Uh then in 2020 I launched a new show. I left the Crawl Space. Uh I was a part of Crawl Space on and off for 15 years, uh as a poster, as an admin, as a podcaster, and then left there in 2020. And I launched the show called Spidey Dude Experience and uh, Make Mine Mayday, which is over on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Spidey Dude Radio Network. Awesome. And um, now our little network of shows has grown exponentially. We have uh, Voices from the Erie, a Gargoyles podcast, where uh, nice. my co-host uh, Greg Bishansky goes through with Greg Wiseman, and jennifer l anderson and they talk about each episode of gargoyles uh they go back uh several episodes the first beginning episodes are all about the development of the show how the show came to be and uh, they get behind the scenes uh insight obviously from greg and they just announced the new uh, ongoing comic series it's going to be kind of a season four so yeah um the uh, canonical season three is the comics that came out during the 90s and 2000s that are being reprinted and recollected but this is kind of the season four so yeah. uh, that starts in december and really excited about that spectacular radio is kind of its uh, prequel slash sequel where we went through all 26 episodes of the spectacular spider-man animated series with greg Wiseman and nice. various talents um like josh keaton and um all sorts of voice actors and writers uh, vic cook was on several episodes and i'm really extremely proud of that show that is one of yeah. uh we you know that that along with csc or our two we call it our spidey dude legacy vault uh since they're completed <laughs> shows and yeah. um I, i'm just extremely proud of that show i'm really really proud of the voices from the Erie show as well it's it's far and away become our one of our most popular ones um love make my Mayday. uh i'm a big spider girl fan I, I uh really adore the and that's a story of of like how a fandom literally saved a title uh spider girl was supposed to be canceled after 12 issues and it went 100 issues plus uh the original huh. the original series went 100 issues which is crazy because it's the only it's the one and only female led title that went 100 issues without renumbering or relaunching or anything.
1: Wild. I love uh, that. (laughs) uh,
0: 99 of the 100 issues were written by the same individual, um, and 99 of the 100 issues were either drawn by uh, three people. So Pat Olive and and, um, and Ron Friends did the artwork for the most part. Uh, There was a fill-in artist whose name escapes me. And then there was a fill-in issue where Sean McKeever came in and just r- randomly wrote a random issue, uh, but uh, th- Ron and Tom, you know, did a vast majority of those. Right now, we're in the Amazing Spider Girl era, so the second volume of the series, and we're about just about halfway through that one. So it's uh, quite a it's quite a bit of fun. Uh, and then the Spider experience really covers the modern day stuff. We kind of started from the Nick Spencer era and went back and and kind of went back from the beginning of that run on the title and then uh, got all the way through to right now where we're covering the uh, Zeb Wells and JR or John Ramiro Jr. uh, era right now. Amazing. So we do, we do that. And um, you know, we will now that all of the shows are on Disney plus, we're going to be doing some uh, commentaries I think in the future. And yeah, you know, one of my goals when I, left crawl space was to start doing more collaborations and guest appearances and sh- showing up on other people's shows. So that way we could, you know, promote sure. and, and bring together the community. Cause you know, I, I've seen a lot of Spidey podcasts pop up over the years and I have a fairly good relationship with everybody. Um I, I seem to, you know, um and I enjoyed my time on crawl space, but you know, mm-hmm. me leaving, uh, was both, it was very melancholy for me. And, and so sure. I get along with Brad. Great. Um, those guys over there are fun. I, I know that there is a, there is a, um, stigma uh, of negativity sometimes with, with the crawl space. And some of that's warranted. Uh, I ain't going to say it's not. Um, but you know, um, the, the, the slot wars that we had back in, you know, 2011 were kind of Epic, but <laughs> 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 but you know it, it, it's a it's a big part of my of my uh a c- podcasting career um sure it, that that show helped randomly uh i helped accidentally create a comic uh uh oh. so I asked Peter David when we were we had him on, he was our very first interview, if they were going to ever address Jonah Jameson and Peter when Peter had unmasked, and it was during the whole back and Black era. Sure. And he thought it was going to be handled and amazing, but he liked the idea so much that he went to his editor. Then the editor was at that point uh, Stephen Wacker, who had just came on to start uh-huh. editing the brand-new day era. And he's like, can I do it? And he's like, yeah, I mean, we need a, you need an ending <laughs> for your run. So and that ended up being his last issue of uh, that volume of uh, for the neighborhood Spider-Man. So oh, that
1: rules. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and, and, you know, I never thought I would be acknowledged, but he's actually brought it up at like conventions and, and brought mm-hmm. that story up. And, and uh, he had a column that he used to write. And uh mentioned be my name me by name. And then I ended up having him be- on Clone soccer Chronicles years later and I got to recount the story and we had a we had a good time reminiscing about it because it was really a, a you know uh, a really cool moment. So
1: sure.
0: Um but yeah, that is um all that being said, that all that rambling. So I my my <laughs> connection to Spidey, I have watched almost I haven't gotten through all of Amazing Friends in the 80s series, but um, I've watched parts of the '67 show, so this was kind of a fun mm. uh, jaunt for me to go through yeah. um, nice. and and watch the episode. Because uh, I, to me, I don't know if it's. I kind of postulated this a little bit on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me there at, at Spidey Dude Radio. I, I think it's music is the reason that they the the show is not on Disney Plus. And that's the only thing I can think of is hmm. maybe music rights because oh,
1: interesting because
0: Disney owns that series right and, yeah. and it, which you know I don't know if you guys go into like the history of like how um, all the twists and turns on the animation side of how, oh yeah, we,
1: we definitely have um have gone there and whenever the information is available for yeah. some of these, yeah.
0: So a lot of uh a lot of the back library was bought by Saban Entertainment because they bought Marvel Animation, right? And so then when Disney bought <laughs> Saban for Power Rangers, this was like X Men. Spider-Man and all the back catalog was also purchased with it. And so uh, it was all up on Disney XD. And I think it was on Toon Disney slash Disney XD. I think... I seem to remember the 67 series was on there, but I may be wrong. Yeah,
1: no, they definitely, they didn't run it regularly, but at least like on ABC Family um, mm-hmm. right before. I, I don't know if it ever ran on Toon Disney, but definitely on ABC Family, they did some, I, I, I don't know why this is like imprinted in my brain, but mm-hmm. I remember specifically a Memorial Day <laughs> Spider-Man marathon <laughs> where they, they advertised like the very first episode of the very first Spider-Man show and then an episode from every Spider-Man show going forward. And actually that was kind of the, I think that was the first time I ever watched an episode of this show was because they ran it on ABC Family alongside like uh, Amazing Friends in the '90s show as well. Yeah, um, so they definitely had the ability to broadcast it at the time.
0: Well, it was on which, ABC too. I mean, it was. It, it wasn't yeah. like it was. You know, they had the rights to this just because of the fact that they they bought ABC. Right. So you know, which is and and if you by the way go listen to Voices from the Area, a fun factoid was. Michael Eisner actually approached Greg Wiseman about whether or not they should buy Marvel from bankruptcy in the nineties. And they would have saved so much money, (laughs) but they, yeah, it's crazy to think about. And I just um, speaking of, I just got a uh, a review copy of a book called with uh, what's called with great power from Sean O'Connell. Mm-hmm. He uh, wrote this extensive behind the scenes book about Spidey's film history. So I'm very interested to see if there's any mentioning of like the animation stuff too. So mm-hmm. I just got it yesterday. And so I haven't finished, nice. I haven't really dived into reading it, but I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to have him back on our show nice. um, to kind of do more of a deep dive. Cause we kind of talked about it in the overall general sense since it had been announced uh, he did also. If you're a fan of uh, Zack Snyder's DC work, basically he did uh, a similar behind the scenes book, not realizing that they were going to do with the Justice League release the Justice <laughs> League cut, and so wow. it was kind of as he was working on that book, talking about this whole fan campaign and and the and the history because <laughs> he works for Cinema Cinema Blend, he's an editor mm-hmm. over there, and so he did that, started writing that book, and then he had to like three quarters of the way through the process had to add like this whole extra addendum to it just because they had announced the, uh, the Snyder cut. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Kind of wild and crazy. uh, Spider-Man and me are very much, um, or, simpatico, if, if you if you if this was a video podcast, you would see. And if you go on my YouTube page, you'll see my entire wall behind me is just nothing but Spider Man. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, the, in, the this is affectionately called the Spidey Office to the kids. So, oh, I love that.
1: <laughs> Well, cool. Well, then I think we should start talking about this episode of the 67 cartoon yeah. and see what she had to say about the first time watching a complete episode or two, two, technically two mini episodes of the show. Actually, <laughs> Yeah, I was, was going <laughs> to ask
0: that because like I was that was yeah. like that threw me off. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Most of the the majority, aside from a couple episodes, the majority of the first season are two eleven minute segments. The second season pivots away from that and does like, you know, regular 22 minute episodes. And then the third season kind of alternates back and forth. So yeah, it, it definitely, I mean, no superhero show is made like this anymore. So <laughs> definitely, right. definitely weird. But yeah, so you know, we've already talked about it. Uh, we talked about it all the time. But this episode, if you want to watch along with us, it's not available legally streaming in any form. The DVDs are technically out of print, so they're kind of hard to find. Um, you can find them illegally online. You, you could definitely find them if you want to. Just, I mean, how else were the
0: memes made? I mean, exactly. come on, guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I
1: think they were. It was the show was on Netflix for like a short period of time, I think, and I think that's when it got the resurgence of the memes. But then it dis, you know, it went away from Netflix, and this was years ago, right? Um, and then, for some reason, since then it just hasn't been streamable, and it, that's yeah, like you, I, like you're saying, I, the question doesn't, like it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the the music theory, I could see that because that's the only other reason why there would ever be any a hang up supreme on disney plus but i don't know we'll see that's a mystery to be solved at a later date i guess <laughs> <laughs> this episode we're talking about the first segment we're talking about it's of season one episode 13a is entitled return of the flying dutchman the synopsis per me is spidey faces a ghost ship <gasps> the original air date was december 2nd 1967
2: yes and we have a couple characters worth highlighting here for their voice actors we have a captain voiced by Frank Perry. Uh, and Frank Perry was a guy who was in a whole bunch of uh, 50s and 60s television shows. Uh, but what's particularly interesting is his last voice credit seemed to be as Shuma Gorath in both the Marvel Super Heroes versus Street Fighter video game and Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which is very cool.
1: Wild. <laughs> that blew my mind. Yeah, because Derek, Honestly.
2: you knew that character from that video game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've definitely played Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. All the time. So that's, yeah, that's wild that it's a dude who was <laughs> a random sea captain on sure. the 67 Spider-Man show. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, hopefully you all watch this segment because Mysterio is in this episode. Um, and he is voiced once again by Chris Wiggins, who we talked about last time Mysterio popped up here.
0: Mysterio. Sorry. (laughs) That's a spectacular Spider-Man reference for those that don't know.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) We appreciate for sure. Very much.
2: (laughs) So per usual, I'll do a brief summary. Feel free to interrupt, add, tangent, derail, whatever you would like. Um, But here is what happens in this segment. So when the Flying Dutchman is spotted over Smuggler's Cove during a storm... (laughs) J. Jonah Jameson sends Peter on assignment to get a photo of the ship he doesn't even believe exists. Dismissing a warning from a local captain, Spider-Man investigates and snaps a photo of the flying ship before getting knocked out by a couple of sailors who deliver news of his snooping to Mysterio, who I was thrilled to see back. Well, oh, yeah. I,
0: I just love the, how nonchalantly like he walks up to the... <laughs> before yeah. but he's like mm-hmm. you know just like what's up guys um I, yeah. I one how did he get to the cove like did he web sling did he take a taxi I, like there's something that yeah we're missing here like yeah. he just
2: it does uh, it does feel like it's further away than they they indicate it to be like <laughs> it feels yeah, like, like he's in cape cod not new yeah, york
1: yeah yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's always raining there at the cove, but it's never raining when they show him anywhere else. So it feels like he's going quite a distance. Right. So, a habitual hurricane. Like, yeah, no, 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 it's
1: never not storming out on this. Although, sea, I guess like... the, maybe the storm is fake. I don't know. Oh, oh that's a good. Oh. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, that probably, that's probably true.
1: That's possible. That's
0: possible. Mysterio's <laughs> just like, I, I'm just going to create a hurricane just so that way nobody sure. comes around. That, that, is a, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: that is a very Quentin Beck thing to do. Yeah, yeah, we'll just whip one up, you know.
1: Yeah, you know. Whip oh dear.
2: <laughs> Far weirder and uh stranger things have happened in the sixty seven cartoon. That is yeah. for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I will say in terms of the location, I mean this is the same show. The Rhino's episode earlier in the season <laughs> opens with Spidey just happening to patrol the uh you know, the local train tracks near Manhattan that happened to be in the desert mm-hmm. that exists right by Manhattan. Yeah, you know so- the desert
2: outside of Manhattan. <laughs>
1: So like, you know, I think they just draw locations sometimes and don't really think about it beyond that. Also, I I was
0: stunned to see that there was actual like revolvers being used in the animation. I was like, oh, I'm so used to the 90s show with our lasers. Um, this show
2: loves a real gun
1: all <laughs> over the damn people. Are, everyone is always shooting at Spider-Man yeah. with a real gun all the time. It's yeah. it's amazing. Um,
0: almost as if dead. that, that that's something that actually exists like the world outside <laughs> your window. Weird. I'm still waiting for my laser guns. Okay. <laughs> 90 show.
2: The 90 show promised a lot. and We haven't gotten any of it yet.
0: I, I was yeah. promised spider slayers and spider splats.
1: Yeah. And hover awesome. chairs. Yep. <laughs> big wheels. Well, the, oh, the, man. the big
0: that, that comes from the comics, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Jackson Wheel. The, the, just the just just the name, like. <laughs> Oh, oh, 70s Spider Man. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
2: well, Spider Man does eventually come to, and he decides to investigate a nearby and seemingly abandoned and maybe sort of beat up ship that also seems to attack him several times. And yes, I mean, the ship itself is attacking him. Um, And then ultimately he runs into Mysterio. So Mysterio is not staying hidden for very long. Uh, Spider-Man does his best against Mysterio's tricks, including jet boots and some bowling pins, but ultimately (laughs) loses track of Mysterio because he keeps poofing around um, in puffs of smoke. and ends up alone on this ship in a raging storm and has to use his webbing to fix and steer the boat to safety. So some very impressive web work here. Um, very characteristic of this show.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: I just love, I just love that, uh, that Quentin's like, you know, he was actually supposed to be at his bowling league. And so he just decided to bring the pins with him.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. right. It, you know, and it is, I know, you know, obviously the solution is like making anything, everything out of webbing, but there is something really fascinating For a Spider-Man conflict of him being like caught adrift in a on a boat in a raging (laughs) sea, like none theoretically none of Spider-Man's power set would help him in that situation unless he can make you know (laughs) make uh, objects out of his webbing, which in the show he can. But like that, I would be interested to see like a uh, more quote-unquote realistic spider-man story sort of take on that if he's because like what is he going to do in that situation
0: if <laughs> just, stranded. Right, just
1: stranded right like that's yeah. that yeah he's marooned
0: with nothing left but his, like a beard, scraggly beard and half his yeah. mask <laughs> yeah. he finds he finds a, a a volleyball and names it wilson yeah <laughs> <Right>. of course <laughs>
2: Well, he manages to find calmer waters somehow, even though there's still like a storm raging. So, again, (laughs) question stands. Um, And Spider-Man finds that there's like a submarine just idling nearby and determines it must be critical to projecting the Flying Dutchman or related in some way, shape or form. I'm not sure they really follow up on this in a way that... Uh, is satisfying but there's a submarine and and he doesn't like the looks of it so he tosses an enormous net over this submarine and then goes and breaks into mysterio's cave hideout and pretty much defeats mysterio's henchmen easily in a sword fight because he has tempered webbing that he turns into a sword uh, and it is stronger than their steel swords for reasons I mean, is, right. I, like like because 1967
0: well, well and, and the thing is is like this isn't people are like oh this is not realistic to the comics guys guys i no, the like comics
2: the, barely existed for one yeah and,
0: and two <laughs> like he straight up made like various objects i, I distinctly remember ben riley uh when he was making his um his his webbing out of bubble gum and and uh peanut butter uh and toothpaste (laughs) as you do as you do when you're when you you know when you're short 25 cents but like he was like making all these like crazy designs and like web shields and like i'm like what is this you know i remember reading as a kid and i'm like and so like this is like oh him him making a sword you know yeah okay all right oh
2: and this is like a weekly occurrence for this show like it is not a good episode of this show if he's not making some sort of weird like lantern like construct out of webbing
1: yeah.
2: yeah it's his his webbing is his ring of power this it is, is just his, it
1: basically is it really is it defies
2: physics you know yeah. like sometimes yeah. it just floats sometimes it moves on its own yeah.
1: there have yeah. been points when he basically just makes a hand out of his webbing <laughs> to pick stuff up and put it back and he just kind of roll with it i guess yeah, yeah. He's, got, he's
0: got telekinesis and charles xavier's like hmm <laughs>
1: Interesting.
0: <laughs> a spider bite, you said? What if? <laughs> what if you had an X-Gene?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about that? Well, sensing that he is about to be defeated by this tempered web blade, Mysterio pulls a cannon on Spidey. Just like a full cannon yes it's it's my last resort for all situations um, but spider-man just webs up the barrel and the cannon explodes back on mysterio like instantly and so in a last-ditch effort mysterio tries to shoot spider-man with a straight-up real gun That's so funny just a to gun me. just pulls a gun <laughs> Which feels right for Mysterio, honestly, who is effectively just a guy with tricks. Yeah.
1: Just like, um, okay, I'm done. I just want to kill this guy. We're, we're done with the theatrics. I just want to sort of kill this guy right Pretty now. Pretty my revolver. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but it doesn't work because the captain, who's sort of been like, we didn't, I didn't mention him a whole lot here, but he's been like popping in and out and like monitoring the situation throughout the whole segment. He shows up at the cave and he just like bonks Mysterio on the head with his spyglass Uh, And that knocks Mysterio out and so, or, or at least knocks the, you know, the gun out of his hand and that's, that's it. He's defeated now, you know, that's all it took. Yeah. He's just a dude. Yeah. He's just a dude. (laughs) So the episode ends with Jameson insisting he's not going to pay Peter for the pictures he did get of the ship because it was a hoax. Um, And then Spider-Man projecting the Dutchman outside of Jonah's window, uh, convincing Jonah that, oops, maybe it was real. And now I'm terrified.
0: Yep, that whole thing with Jonah's like, I'm not gonna pay it. It's a hoax. Like, asshole. Listen, dude. <laughs> like, you're the you're the Marvel Universe equivalent of Weekly World News, where Elvis mm-hmm. was you know was cited in 1995. Like, come on, buddy. Like, like this is yeah. this is right in your wheelhouse.
2: Right, his yeah. whole career is based on like lies and sensational sensationalizations. I don't know why I said it like that. but
0: Listen, I'm from the South, and I don't appreciate that type
2: of... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm from Cleveland, and I don't appreciate what my mouth just did. I don't uh, know what happened. I'm from Texas, man.
0: I, I-, I went to work today on my horse. <laughs> horse
2: with a Spider-Man mask?
0: Yes, yes, Uh, because that is a thing that exists now in the comics. It is. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate that. Dan would be Dan Slot for those not in the know. Of course, of course. So, what'd you think of this first segment, Zach? Uh, It's bonkers, man. Like this. Oh yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss here or not, but like as much as you like, this shit is bonkers. Like, yep. What in the actual hell? Like the, the <laughs> when he gets on the ship and it just starts attacking. I'm like, oh, okay. This, this is what we're doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie though. I love the bit with Betty and, and Peter and Jonah. Like, like, oh yeah. Uh, that to me just screams classic Spidey and Jonah would be that much of it, especially in this era. Jonah mm-hmm. is that much of a dick to send uh, uh, send a poor guy out to potentially get, you know, You know, (laughs) attacked by pirates and or ghosts to only to not pay his ass whenever he, he, you know, actually delivers what you wanted him to do. Right, right.
1: Yep, the show does a good asshole. J. Jonah Jameson, like, th- oh it for sure, really nails that.
2: Especially because we were just talking about the eighty one show a few weeks ago, where mm-hmm. Jonah is like literally a fascist like sympathizer, <laughs> it's um, bad. like rooting for Doctor Doom to take over the world. <laughs>
1: a little racist too at some point. <laughs> uh huh.
2: <laughs> and like bad. bad to service workers, you know, just to throw that on top
1: yeah this, this is like this, a
0: fun Jonah like a
2: yeah. curmudgeonly
0: Jonah
1: like like
2: yeah.
0: Jonah is a curmudgeon but like he's got a, like deep down you know very deep down there is a heart of gold there, but like yes, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah, and he always gets his comeuppance in this show too. Right. Like he is like his assholery has always responded by him being the butt of the joke in a in a right. funny in a funny way. Like everybody was kind of so it's like it's always in fair jest. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I like this version of Jonah a lot. Me and, too. Um,
0: and I can also see why so many people gravitate towards this as like the Spider Man of their youth, you know. Yeah. Because like it is very bombastic. I-, I loved how it was in color. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the mm-hmm. 60s. Not everybody has color TVs because uh, my, my dad. So this came out of my mother was one. So <laughs> wow. my dad, on the other hand, was 10. So mm. this was like in his wheelhouse. He actually had Amazing Fantasy 15, Spider- Amazing nice. Spider-Man number one, X-Men number one. But between him and his two brothers, uh, they, they literally read the, the things till the covers fell off. And I, when I told my uncle how much those things were worth, he about had a heart attack. My father would have had <laughs> his fourth, you know, uh, but he yeah. already knew how much they were worth. Uh, the great thing about my dad is that he, uh, anytime there's like something like comics related, like we have like randomly one time he he was watching Pawn Stars and he's like, well, how much would you, um, you know, grade this? So just like look, I was like, well, I don't physically have it, but looking at the thing and, get, and kind of threw a price up, and he goes, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, don't you wish you would have went, uh, you would have went next, another day and, and spent another, you know. He, he, him, and, him and my uncles would go to the Dr. Pepper plant, go get glass bottles, exchange them, get 30 cents each, go down to the to the, to the, convenience store buy two comics and a and a soda coke whatever you call it yeah. I, I call them cokes uh everything's coke <laughs> even pepsi and he would get a coke and two comics for th- for 30 cents
1: incredible
0: and um <laughs> for an extra five cents he could get a burger and i'm like yeah uh. I- yeah, uh, don't you don't you in, now it's like 30 dollars <laughs> thanks to inflation you know
1: i wish mm-hmm. yep 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 <laughs> just buying a comic is like five bucks sometimes. i was gonna say we just talked <laughs> about one
0: issue that costs five dollars <laughs> oh, oh yeah try the uh, anniversary issues which are oh, yeah 9.99 mm-hmm.
1: ridiculous ridiculous yeah. i'm old uh. enough
0: to remember when they were a dollar ninety five <laughs>
1: That's how oh, old I man. am. Uh, yeah, I
0: feel yeah. like I'm twice as old as I am. I'm only 34.
1: <laughs> we're all the, we're all the, yeah. the same age, actually. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I
0: yep. Did, on on Crawl Space, I, I I you know Brad is in his 40s, and and we have a guy named J.R. Fettinger from he used to have a website called SpideyKicksButt.com, and mm-hmm. and uh, he he's our he's the resident old man, and more and more <laughs> I identify with him the older I've gotten.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Bunch That's of J. Jonah goes. Jamesons over Bunch there. James- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Jamesons>. yeah. <laughs> Parker, get in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had one question. This is yeah. so minor. Early in the episode, when Peter's about to, you know, being told to go on the assignment for the uh, Flying Dutchman, Betty's like, Peter, can you get me an autograph from the sea captain? First, okay, <laughs> is she talking about the sea captain that reported the Flying Dutchman, which, why, how is he famous, or is she no. talking about the captain of the Flying Dutchman? And I, I guess, think she's talking about the captain no, of the Flying
2: Dutchman, right? I guess that makes
1: sense, because, and then that would that would explain why Peter's, the joke of Peter. Saying they'll have it signed with invisible ink, I guess. I
0: guess it's <laughs> okay. the it's the Flying Dutchman, but like what? what that's such a random. <laughs> but Betty is a horrible joke. person, so you know she would ask that type <laughs> of thing. Whoa. Okay, okay. Let me let me explain. So one of the shows that's on our on my network is called Amazing Spider Man Classics, and mm. my co host, co founder with um of CSC Conscience Chronicles was joshua lambertoni and he's always had this ongoing crusade about how horrible of a person that betty brant is now it's a running gag and slash joke uh because i mean betty in the comics you know blew up flash thompson's apartment um cheated on ned multiple times who hasn't cheated on ned come on (laughs)
1: I mean, she's a drama queen. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, wrote
0: Peter (laughs) into into having an affair. I mean, like, like, same, you know, named, (laughs) uh, named her son, um, Wilford, because that's not going to get him beat up in school uh that, that's that's Lester a very recent obvious. development yeah of
1: course but <laughs> doug doug is just like this is icon behavior in my exactly
2: <laughs> I, i'm modeling <laughs> my entire life after all these same decisions i mean i mean she also became a G-
0: a rambo jane when she, in the 90s when 90s got extreme she started like queen around brandishing guns <laughs> joined a cult i mean Good luck. Uh, aspirational (laughs) it kind of depends if it's a good cult or a bad cult like like sure uh, i don't i've never really interacted with a good cult but i i'm assuming that there's some out there like yeah you know know. uh, i mean they can't all be like uh, the one that allison mack was a part of
1: yeah right right, right right yeah. I, I will say this this show's Betty Brandt is often, like, the one shining light among, like, <laughs> shitty people sometimes.
2: That's true. <laughs> but it varies so greatly, like, show to show, right? So, it like, totally this one nice. we get, like, a great one. And, like, we briefly had, like, Antifa, like, icon Betty in 81. In in but then, like, she completely forgot about all that and was like, but dates. So yeah. this one's, like, nice because she just, like, makes
0: puns and like teases
1: jameson <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know uh,
0: somebody's got to play the straight the straight man yeah. when you have when you have somebody Absolutely. as bombastic as jameson um yeah. especially because you don't at this point i don't even know if robbie was introduced in the comics yet i can't remember he was he was in, he was brought in well okay i i my timelines are always screwed up but i think he was brought in in the ramita era so yeah i don't remember
1: yeah I mean, in any case, I feel like they probably wanted to pare down the cast as much as possible to save money, anyway. Oh, the, 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 so I feel the, the, like this was done on the existed. cheap. I mean, let's let's yeah. be yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. I
0: mean, a lot of Spider-Man's animation history has been done, Ooh, quote yeah. unquote, on the cheap.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's tradition. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, now I'm going to start singing tradition from Fiddler on the Roof, but I'm I, I'll abstain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um uh, well any any other any other thoughts about this this particular segment before we start moving on
0: uh the 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 whole like letting the barrel move and like just the the pose that he does in on the ship was his oh, hyster- yeah. like again hysterical the, yeah the way that uh um just mis- some of the mysterious poses are
1: Oh my god. Ridiculous. Yeah. Doug, you pulled these screenshots. Talk about I did. these. These are our faces I, of the episode for, yeah, for I this pulled segment anyway. <laughs> exactly what
0: you're
2: talking about for our faces of the episode. Even though they're not really faces this time around, it's more a pose off, if you will. Um, I'm obsessed with whatever the fuck these two are doing this episode in this particular like interaction because that barrel thing is ridiculous. I don't think we've ever seen Spider-Man pose like that in this show. Yeah. He just stands there and like Looks at the barrel as it goes past with his hands out. Look at this shit,
1: man. What's happening? (laughs) Can you believe this?
0: Can you believe this barrel randomly rolled by me? On a ship that's moving on the sea? A round object on a ship rolling past me? (laughs) You
2: see this shit? Yeah. Um, But then, like, moments later, when Mysterio introduces himself, he's, like, straddling this pole. (laughs) So uh, good. In the most beautifully, like... Uh, flamboyant way possible in the most Mysterio way ever. It's I mean, great. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: uh, honestly, he he looks like he had been you know during college he was he was somebody that was you know dancing in a cabaret.
2: Yeah, he's taken yeah. an exercise class or two. It's exercise. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's listen, a the, workout.
0: Listen, I, I am painfully straight. I, you wouldn't catch me dead at one of those exercise classes. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but you might catch mysterio there Oh, I mean, mysterio
1: i did that dude has queerness in him like that mysterio is not a straight man well, I mean, <laughs> no, you know, no version of him
2: he, 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 whether he, he knows it or not <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i mean he was a theater kid
1: exactly exactly the the, the odds are not not in the straight people's favor for mm-hmm. that so. sorry we get
0: this one straight people okay
2: mysterio belongs to us <laughs> Yeah, the poses in this one were outrageous, um, yes. in the best way possible for yes. sure. Love it,
1: love it. Well, let's talk about this second segment. Yeah, this is definitely an interesting one. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> this is uh, season one, episode thirteen, B, entitled "Farewell Performance." The synopsis for this one, for per me, is Spidey faces a ghost theater question huh. mark
2: one word difference in the synopsis
1: Hmm. right (laughs) they don't always match this perfectly i must say the the pairing of these two together is pretty Mm -hmm. like like this second episode i i wouldn't have been surprised if it turned out mysterio was the villain of this one too right i was half
2: expecting it yeah yeah um they even use the same guy to voice the magician who uses illusion magic in this one because blackwell the magician is voiced by chris wiggins so same guy, doing almost all the same stuff, just looking different. <laughs> and yeah. then we also get these two actor characters, James Booth and Emily Thorndike, who are voiced uh, by Frank Perry, who we just talked about um, as that captain, and presumably Peg Dixon. I didn't see anything that definitively said Emily was voiced by Peg Dixon, but she does voice pretty much all the women, so it's yeah. a safe bet
1: probably i have i have a couple i have like a couple things about these characters that i pulled from the uh the spider-man on tv book that we cite pretty frequently Mm -hmm. so those two actors um according to that book james booth he was intentionally modeled both a name and i guess look after james wilkes booth which is (laughs) interesting interesting choice um okay john wilkes booth you mean uh, uh, John, sorry. Yes, John Wilkes Booth. My bad. Yes. Doesn't make it um, any
0: better. I mean, he's I mean, still no, an assassin that better. killed one of the greatest presidents in American history, right. but okay.
1: Weird. I mean, it's just, yeah, they're just like, but he was an actor, so it's fun, and he holds a gun in this segment. Oh, so. no. <laughs> <It's> pretty. <laughs> Intimetry. Yep. Weird. And what's even weirder is that that the actress, Emily Thorndyke, is not modeled after like a famous murderer. <laughs> She's modeled after a very famous stage and film actress, Ethel Barrymore. So Ethel Barrymore, if you've ever been to Manhattan, there is an Ethel Barrymore theater that's named after her to this day. Um, but I'll show she is part of the Barrymore family. She is Drew Barrymore's great aunt. So That is wild. So they right? were like,
2: we have two actors. Let's pay homage to some really great famous actors like this one that goes on to have a full like acting ancestry and the guy who killed the president.
1: It's so bizarre. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> That's so
0: out weird. of all out of all the assassin actors you could have picked. I mean, yeah.
2: I mean, I guess it's cuz most of this takes place in a the theater but nothing that no rationalization is going to make it feel right.
0: more okay.
2: Well, <laughs>
1: if he if he somebody was <laughs> drunk.
0: That's
2: the, 100%. the only person.
1: And if he really spoiler, if he really was like a real true villain in the episode, I would yeah. say a little more. But the fact that he's not <laughs> right. intended to be a bad guy by the right. end is sort of makes it even more baffling to me. So bizarre.
0: Now, now, okay, now I'm questioning as to whether or not there was a, somebody like what well, was a southern sympathizer. I can I can speak I English is still my first language. <laughs> yeah. 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 i don't know yeah. and Bastling those aren't the decision.
1: only those aren't the only references either like when they reference like the you know the actors who are in this castle theater went but that you'll talk about in a second doug like sarah bernhardt and lillian russell like i did double check mm-hmm. they name drop those those are very famous stage actresses from the like the late 1800s mm. so like they're pulling from the real history of <laughs> of the so theater weird. It just makes it even weirder that it's just like, and John Wilkes Booth. Like, okay. no <laughs>
2: other man in theater could have possibly been the reference.
0: <laughs> it, 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 utterly baffling. Yeah. But yep. then again, yep. it, it is the '67 series, and there yeah. probably was some hallucinogens that were taken.
2: It really does boil down to either drugs or just theater, gun, John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs>
1: right?
2: Maybe both. Addition. <laughs> Subtraction. Well, okay, so we've alluded to a bunch of stuff that happens in this episode. Let's get into what actually happens in this episode. When Peter is sent on assignment to get photos of the historic Castle Theater before its demolition, he and two famous actors, James Booth and Emily Thorndike, see a ghost emerge from one of the theater's movie posters of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Of course, Jameson doesn't believe him, but when strange things begin to happen to prevent the demolition of the theater, an entire construction crew corroborates the claims that the theater is haunted. So, not only does this have, like, similar elements, like, it basically starts the same way as the last one. It's just a building instead of a boat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so determined to see this theater demolished, like very determined to it's see this weird. theater demolished. It's
1: really like, almost what the as if he had an
2: insurance here? claim that he was going to take out on it. It sure yeah. feels like it, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah.
2: Too invested. Yeah, yeah. Jay Jonah Jameson wants this thing demolished, and so he screams to somebody on the phone. We never know exactly who, but presumably like City Hall or something that no ghost alive will prevent its destruction, which sparks an idea in Peter. So he suits up to investigate the theater and encounters exactly who he suspected, a magician from one of the posters named Blackwell.
0: Of course you would, Peter. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Why wouldn't you suspect that?
0: <laughs> I thought it was Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, but you know, I mean,
2: you'd think, um, would have but been no Blackwell fun. famous um, shenanigans or Blackwell.
1: Yeah. Magician yeah, air love- quotes? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that this like famous like play theater, and they're listing all these famous actors, and then one of the main main attractions <laughs> is just a magician. Like, I mean, no 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 offense to all the magicians out there, but I don't yeah, feel like usually.
2: magicians! I
1: don't feel like you usually associate like a main stage play theater. You're gonna like, you're gonna, gonna the lose 13.
0: Magician. You're gonna lose like 13 magician <laughs> subscribers.
1: Damn, sorry y'all. Like, magicians are cool. You're just usually not the main attraction of a stage. David like blades what either. are
0: your subs you just didn't know
2: it damn Chris angel we're so sorry <laughs> <laughs>
0: David Copperfield no he likes spider-man animation
1: the masked magician remember that yeah. guy
0: dude <laughs> th- th- that's almost as the mask magicians almost as good as the as the is the guy that was the the masked wrestler the one that was exposing the secrets of wrestling it was basically oh the exact gosh. same
2: one it yeah. sounds amazing
0: oh I dude love it's it. it's I love it it's um if you're a wrestling fan it's 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 that it's like the scene of how i met your mother where they have the glass shattering moment you know (laughs) kind of like that one
2: is right over my head (laughs) yeah yeah so
0: that that's that's what happened um the, the glass was shattered Oh boy! Yeah. See, I have sound effects that I, I I don't use normally with you know a guest <laughs> appearance, but I felt that was warranted. <laughs>
2: Well, after surviving a hawk attack, several booby traps, a barrage of cannonballs, and about a half dozen hatchets at the hands of this Blackwell character, Spider-Man discovers that Booth and Thorndike have not only been watching all of these attacks the whole time, but are ready and poised
1: to stab and or
2: shoot him should he attempt to escape the theater.
1: I was genuinely shocked when, like, Me I saw too. them looking through the little eye holes and the drama mask. It's just like, who oh. are these people? What's I was happening? Say I was
2: genuinely shocked at the gun and knife pointed I mean, directly at Spider-Man.
1: That too, but like when they when it, when they first revealed that the two rando actors are like involved in this plot, it, yeah. I was just like, what's happening in this episode?
0: Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure. This is your I'm greatest sure. performance ever. Yeah, kill How Spider-Man.
2: Also, this oh. is jumping ahead, I guess, but, like,
1: is Blackwell a real... Blackwell's a real person, he's, right? He's got to be a real magician. I think he's using literal magic, because you can't explain any of the shit that he's doing. None of for, it makes it's any like any
0: Joe Casada, I'm sorry.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: thought, I thought maybe he was an illusion of theirs, but then he just continues to be, like, a real... Mm-hmm. Real person,
1: no, I think he's a real dude. I mean, because I think that's why they reference him earlier is that they're referencing all the people that are very strongly attached to this theater, and he's just one of the yeah. three. It just so happens that I guess he has real magic powers. Because h- how the fuck could you explain turning a cannonball into a balloon that floats away? I don't know. I can't all the poltergeisty shit he does. No explanation. The dude yeah. is just real magic. That's the yeah, only explanation. I guess
2: so. I guess so. Well, he performs several magic tricks to the delight of Booth and Thorndyke, but that irritates Spider-Man. So Spider-Man breaks out of his bonds and discovers that all the weapons pointed at him are fake. And the whole plot is fake. They just want to save the theater, and Spider-Man's cool, so he totally gets it and is like, yeah, I'll help you save the theater. Cool. <laughs> So the next day, Booth and Thorndyke present Jameson with a rival newspaper's headline, which reads, Castle Theater Should Be Torn Down, declares Spider-Man, which of course causes Jameson to pull a 180 and dedicate his paper to the preservation of the old castle theater. The episode ends with Betty calling him out and Jameson attempting to save face by claiming it was all a ploy to point up their value? Like the property value, I guess. I guess
0: so. I'm telling you, he had. He, sure, he, he had it in insurance. Yeah, so.
1: the only explanation. Yeah, this <laughs> the only reason you'd be invested.
2: This <laughs> ending is confounding.
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh huh. But it's also very Jameson-like because Jameson be like, oh, "Oh, of course, this is exactly what my plan was." Not well, that part sure.
1: is the great. Jameson part. I like that. I think yeah. that that's the whole like. Let's get Spider Man to write an op ed or make a make a de- declaration at <laughs> a rival newspaper to change his mind. That's I think very clever. I honestly like straight up love that ending. But yeah. like it's,
2: one plot point before that, where it's like, oh, actually, we're totally chill. We just want to save the theater, and we've been tormenting you in order to do it. But like, would you help us? Maybe <laughs> it's like nothing I could have ever yeah, predicted. Like, thank God Peter Parker's a saint and goes,
0: yeah, all right, fine. right. Right.
2: It's like, giving like very like 90s early 2000s like kids save the school or the the playground story mm. but like f- like after 40, school special right years a uh, years earlier and they're adults. Like right.
1: <laughs> But it's also like I would get it what I what I thought when I when they first had the reveal that they want to save the theater, I thought they were going to be like, we wanted to show you the magic of the theater or something (laughs) or how cool shows can be here. But like there's there's no implication. That's it. It's it really is just like a 180 where it's just like. Oh, no, we weren't really trying to kill you. We were just trying to scare you. Can you help us save the theater? But, like, <laughs> why were you trying to pretend to kill him then the whole time? Like, what? how was that going to convince him? Yeah. That? I thought that would just make him mad at you, actually.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Really wild. Listen, I, everybody else would think you were a dick except for Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's just too pure of heart. Yes,
1: I guess so. <laughs> yeah, because like I think I see like I I I I feel weird about this episode because I do actually I like how unpredictable it is. Sure, the story it's telling is almost like a Scooby Doo type type of story, except if the if the villain from Scooby Doo was a good guy where it's like, they're trying to scare people away using like, you know, fake ghost stuff yeah. um, to, to scare them away. So to, to, you know, to save it. So instead of like trying to like get to the secret, like oil under the plantation or whatever the fuck, oh you God. know, it's going to happen in Scooby-Doo. <laughs> like they're just trying to save their theater. It's like sort of like the good yeah. swap of that, which I like that aspect of it. It's and we've just... had
2: several people compare the show to Scooby-Doo vibes only.
1: Right. Right. So, like, I sort of can see those threads there for telling a fun story like that. You know, it's not a typical Spider-Man story, but, like, it makes it stand out. It's just the way it's constructed doesn't really... Like, what's... The poltergeisty stuff... Before Spider-Man is involved, makes cool. sense. They're just trying to save – keep people away, stop the theater demolishing. The second that Spider-Man gets in that theater and they try to kill him, all of that goes out the window. It makes no goddamn sense unless they were trying to scare him away and then midway through changed their mind and decided maybe Spider-Man will help us. But none of that is like in the text. Like none of that is on screen at all if that's, if that's what they were going for.
2: I was kind of into them, like, trying to kill Spider-Man, not because I want them to kill Spider-Man, but because they were just, like, two seemingly deranged people trying to kill Spider-Man, which was terrifying. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't really make that much sense, does it?
0: Nope. <laughs> there is no rhyme or reason to this other than they were bored. Uh, so. They're bored elitists. They were like, dance, monkey, dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 it is it is um much more of a shocker than most most episodes most episodes it'll like you'll build your problem and you'll get a quick solution like bonking mysterio on the head um so I at least appreciate this for doing something wildly unpredictable and different, like you were saying Tarek
1: <laughs> yeah yeah,
2: so it's, bizarre
1: yeah it's a really it is a very bizarre one. <laughs> it almost feels like there's also vibes of like a very special episode in it where someone on staff was very passionate about like historical the arts arts and like historical preservation as well and it's just sort of like let's do an episode where spider-man sides with the arts and historical preservation and like that's like where the kernel of the story came from Mm -hmm. it almost feels like that because it's just so out of left field
2: this is an interesting one too because i think this is the first segment in a while that we've gotten that does like some very very obvious clear like reusing footage to fill time of just like swinging and climbing and like mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. So I was yeah. like worried at first, but uh but then we get like this weird construction scene that isn't reused footage but still goes on for a really long time, but it was like delightful. So it's just it, what a strange episode all around, but yeah.
1: In ways that I never could have <laughs> predicted and therefore I was delighted. Yes, absolutely. I like Betty saying, "I think ghosts are fun." That really endeared me to her. Same. See, I just get her, you know, we just get each other. Right. <laughs> right. I also like Spidey saying, bust my webs. He did it.
0: I did appreciate the fact that he actually says wallop and web snappers. I was like, oh, yeah. yay!"
1: Yeah. He does it more in this show than I expected to, honestly, than I expected him to going into it. It's very, mm-hmm. very nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, it's It's almost like this. I understood that reference.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's exactly like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
0: You know, just just for everybody else and for my own amusement. Previously
1: on Spider Man. Mm. (laughs) Nice, nice. So (laughs)
0: that way I can, you know, um get demonetized on YouTube. It's fine. It's fine.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, you know. (laughs) Previously
0: on Spider Man, the same
2: story, but on a boat.
0: On a boat. Uh, Now I feel like Lonely Island should be like playing in the background right now.
1: Oh boy! I had had one like behind-the-scenes storyboard that I pulled from that that, uh, guidebook. I just think it's a funny storyboard because, for one the caption is spidey gestures glibly which is such an odd (laughs) phrase and i love the drawing of him; it almost looks like the how do i shot web it really does
0: yeah (laughs) spidey gestures glibly like that just sounds like something that came from the 60s like nobody speaks this way anymore no
1: one would ever say that now (laughs) yeah
0: I do
2: say, let's see you presto yourself out of my web all the time, though. That's true.
1: That is very common. Yeah. It's so 2022. (laughs) Yes. Let's see you
0: presto yourself out of my web.
1: Doug, tell me about this face of the episode you pulled. I
2: don't know what to tell you about it. I don't know who this man is. (laughs) Uh, There is a moment where Peter is like kind of like shrugging, but also looking up and like thinking. And it's an angle I feel like we've never seen them draw him from before. And he's unrecognizable if not for his
0: clothes. Like, like honestly, he's. It looks like Peter is like odd, like deathly suspicious of you and giving (laughs) you the side eye.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. Like I, I need you to email this to me so that way I can make this on our Discord
2: (laughs) as a reaction. Oh, that's oh, a great will probably idea. add it to ours, too. <laughs> <laughs> we just discovered recently how to do this, so.
0: Oh, We've dude, I have, a great an time. <laughs> I have an iPhone and iPad, so now I can just literally take the image and, like, stick my finger on it, and it'll automatically okay. crop. Yeah. It's great.
2: Yeah. It's, thanks,
0: iOS. <laughs> <laughs> Apple, you actually did some innovating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very r- nice. R- remarkable
1: the other face I pulled, I couldn't not, it's like the birth of a meme. Cause it is, I, I don't, it, I've definitely seen this Spider-Man pose go around oh, yeah. uh, and <laughs> yes. be named pretty frequently. And it is, and it's weird too. Cause in context, I don't know why it looks as bizarre as it does. He literally is just looking up at a sandbag that's about to fall on him. Yeah. But like, the the absurdity of the way that they draw his pose and his head and whatever is going on with his neck it's just a yeah, beautiful chef it, it just oh, yeah. well
0: it's like one of those things where it, he's la- it feels like he's actually laughing maniacally
1: yeah yeah
0: it really does yeah but like he's just looking up um,
1: <laughs> um cool
0: all right sounds good yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some truly me.
2: amazing poses on these couple segments.
1: Seriously, yes. for real. Oh man, cool. Well, that was fun. Any other, any other spare thoughts about this segment or both of them or the show in general, Zach?
0: Yeah, we made you watch this show. What do you think? <laughs> uh, you know, this was look. Uh, to me, uh, please, Disney, do the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> just just put it on Disney Plus so that way I can sit there and and binge watch all the Spidey cartoons like a, a crack addict, you know, winning the lottery. <laughs> I, I just, I just need it in my life. I inject this directly into my veins, Disney. Yes. Yes. Um, but you no, know, I really enjoyed it. You know, it's a lot. It, It, it is a quintessential <laughs> show. And it's something that I think every Spidey fan should watch, you know, because part of Spidey's success was this show. And and, mm-hmm. and you you it was very much a symbiotic relationship where you, this is something that appealed to the kids, whereas the comics kind of appealed to the you know ten to fourteen year olds. Mm-hmm. This is something that a six year old that I could, my six year old could watch, and she'd think was hilarious. Seven year old, she's seven. Oh God, I am. Old. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, she'd think it was hilarious. You know, if she yeah. sits there and watches it with me, she'd be like, "All right, cool."
1: Yeah. 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 yeah,
2: and and it's like as Derek and I watch more and more of these cartoons, like it really does provide context and a fuller picture of like Spider Man as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's stuff that gets shed along the way, and there are things that like don't make their way into the everyday current mainstream, like the shallow spider breath of it all. But like it is fun to watch these old things to see what was like the norm
0: at least for a while for this mm-hmm. character. Well, and this was revolutionary. I mean, mm-hmm. it, people. It, of course, it's very basic, and you know, obviously, the web lines aren't all all drawn, and, and and it's very much a a product of its time. And if and for somebody like me who grew up watching Looney Tune, and, and all of us probably watching mm-hmm. Looney Tunes and mm-hmm. Hanna Barbera, you know, and and you know everything now that's on Boomerang or whatever, you know, getting to see this, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's there, you know, that's cool. It feels a part of it. Yeah. And it, it it feels like it fits perfectly in that era and that mold. Absolutely. And, and so it was, it, it was an absolute pleasure again. Thank you for having me on the program. I am, I am so
1: appreciative. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great having you on and we, you know, yeah, we always love exposing people to this show more. So (laughs) glad, glad you enjoyed it. That's awesome. Um, I you talked extensively about your podcast, but if people want to like look you up and look up everything you're working on, uh, plug away, plug plug everything you want for. <laughs> for
0: okay, unified. so the home of the Spidey <laughs> Dude Radio Network is spidey nudecom If you forget the hyphen, it will take you literally to Asian porn. There's a whole story there. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> so don't forget the hyphen. Um, I I'm not the one that put the 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 prawn up there, but yeah um (laughs) that was an actual joke that brad made to me on crawlspace once that came to fruition um in a weird way i lost my domain in like 2011 because i was a dumbass Mm. and it got poached then it's been kind of shopped around at one point it was selling herbs um so that was fun uh but uh (laughs) um anyway but Spidey is where all of our shows on the audio side of things are located. And then the video side is YouTube.com/slash Spidey Radio Network. Our socials are mostly at Spidey Dude Network. So Facebook, Instagram, TikTok not that I do much on the TikToks, but I have a TikTok. Um, and then you've, uh, Twitter is at Spidey dude radio because I could not fit Spidey dude network on Twitter. Thanks. Thanks. I, I guess so, thanks Elon. Now I can say that. Or... Uh, uh...
1: <laughs>
0: Before I was saying thanks Jack. Um, cause Jack Dorsey, but, uh, yeah. So follow me on, on the Twitters and, uh, the Facebooks and the Instagrams. Um, you can all of our shows. I'll briefly list them off. We have Clone Saga Chronicles, Make Mind Mayday, Spectacular Radio, the Salbusema era podcast, which covers all of the Spectacular Spider Man comics from Death of Gene to Wolf all the way through Ooh. until the Clone Saga. So it covers all of Salbusema's seminal run on Spectacular Spider Man. Say that seven times fast. <laughs> uh, and then we've got. Books of X, which is going to be a Patreon first show. It's going to be covering the Kakoa X Men current stuff. Um, that's going to be hosted by Neil Bogenreiter. And so everything is over on spidey-dude.com and then on my socials. Uh, so find it there. Uh, we have a Discord. So check out our Discord if you haven't, uh, if you like Discord. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash dude network. So uh, awesome. if you want to support the show, like uh, if your patrons want to support our show and vice versa, if my patrons want to support, y'all show um i will be sure to link this episode up on spy com whenever it does come out
1: cool awesome awesome yeah well thank you again this was a joy um since we were talking about patreon good good segue if hey, you want to find I done this our a time or 10 yeah right <laughs> if you want to join our patreon or check it out uh, patreon.com slash whopping web snappers we have an archive of over a hundred bonus episodes and counting uh, so you can check that out for as little as a dollar a month uh get all that bonus content you can also join our discord we've got a link to that in the show notes we've got lots of great conversations going on there we sometimes do live watches um, of this very show're we so- growing
2: the discord oh. is growing. It's great.
1: Great. make yeah. your so you wanna... discord grow exactly, <laughs> exactly. yeah exactly yeah but yeah if you want to if you want to check out the show for yourself if you know if you don't have access to it i've never seen an episode for it uh sub- episode of it before great way to watch it is watch it with us on discord yeah. so uh join that and then you'll uh, get updates on when we're doing live watches but otherwise doug people want to find you online where can they find you
2: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at IckyBooley, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. If you like Pokemon stuff, you can listen to me on a Pokemon podcast here on the Four Eyed Radio Network called Victory Road. We are one week away from a new set of Pokemon games, Scarlet and Violet, so that is all we are going to be talking about for probably the rest of the year. Uh, Check it out. And if you like books and video games, you can listen to me on a podcast called Novel Gaming, where my friends Vicky and Katie and I catch up on all the media we have been reading and watching lately.
1: What about you, Derek? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale You can also find my podcast Gimmicks Which looks at the high concept Experimental, structure-breaking, gimmicky Episodes of television with a new Show and a new guest for every episode Find it anywhere you get your podcasts As well as on Twitter and Instagram At GimmicksPod You can also check out monthly podcasts Doug and I do Together, Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon Where we were watching every Pixar film (laughs) chronologically But as of uh, this episode dropping our final regular episode on the movie light year. The most recent Pixar film is actually coming out this weekend. Whoa. You can find the falling with style feed wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find a full archive of Falling with Style and Walloping Web Snappers on our website, WallopingWebSnappers.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Walloping Web Pod, or email us at Walloping Web at gmail.com. And of course, please rate, review, and subscribe on all your podcast platforms. And next week, Spidey has to stop the Rhino from stealing gold, and of course, the famous villain, the Plotter, from doing his plotting <gasps> in the episodes The Golden Rhino and Blueprint. For crime.
0: Oh, look! I am the Rhino. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm gonna have a new favorite villain. <laughs> See you then. I love
0: the. I love the plotter. <laughs> it's amazing. <Who> <laughs> Not just a plotter, but the plotter. The, of course. The plotter.
2: <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye. It seems like just another gold robbery till we see who's committing it. When the rampaging rhino, the strongest villain alive, begins his earth-shaking attack, I hope that you'll be watching to cheer me on.
0: One vicious villain is dangerous enough. when the mysterious Plotter unleashes the cowboy and the ox against me, it looks as though your weary webslinger won't stay alive long enough to rescue the stolen blueprints which can destroy the world. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web, any size, catches see? just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man is he strong listen bud he's got radio active blood can he swing from a thread take a look overhead hey there there goes a spider-man in the
2: chill of night at the scene of a crime like a streak of
0: light he arrives just in time spider-man spider-man friendly neighborhood spider-man well he's ignored, action is his reward to him, life is a great big hang wherever there's a hang you'll find a Spider-Man.